The following is a production of cprundown.com. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this podcast are those of the individual and not of any affiliated companies. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rundown on Fun, a weekly podcast covering the Cedar Fair Entertainment Company, the amusement industry, and the business of fun. Here are your hosts, Karsten Anderson, Evan Schultz, and Kyle Hu. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rundown on Fun, a weekly podcast where we cover Cedar Fair, Cedar Point, and everything to do with fun. So this is another uh, late night recording due to scheduling conflicts amongst all three of us. It's This seemed like the best day to do it. And, uh, you know, our friendly neighborhood announcer does mention that Evan is a host, but he seems to be nowhere to be found tonight. He's missing. He is missing. No, he's... <laughs> He's going to Poland, like super excited for him. He's gonna get to go to Energylandia. But... I think he's on a plane right now for like ten hours or something. I'm yeah, not sure. But understandably, he just had way too much to do to record this week, which we get. Um, so you get two out of the three hosts this week, which I think is still pretty good. And since we had such a long show last week, we're gonna try to get this one in pretty quick. Yeah, it'll be a lot shorter than an hour and a half. A lot shorter than an hour and a half. So we all had some uh, pretty busy park weeks this week. I know I was at Kings Island all weekend and then Holiday World, and I threw in Stricker's Grove. You guys came up to visit me at Kings Island, and then you went to Cedar Point the next day. So we we had some pretty busy park weeks. Um, We sure did. Yeah, so starting out on the 4th, since this was the first 4th of July in probably my entire life that I did not go to Cedar Point, how was it? I heard uh, crowds weren't that bad this year. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've been going to the fourth, I'd say probably over 10 years or so. I always try to at least make it to one of the shows. If not, sometimes they have like a whole weekend of shows, of fireworks shows, or, you know, two shows. But this year they only had one, which was on the 4th of July. Um, but, yeah, the crowds were a little light. We got there, or I got there, I should say, at like I'd say six thirty, seven o'clock, and the parking lot probably was like seventy-five to eighty-five percent full. I was expecting it to be like just jammed, jammed pack in there, and I heard the back parking lot was full, so I, I wasn't going to chance that. But they had, um, you know, so I made sure I parked, you know, far, far away, so that way I'm able to get out pretty easily. Uh, when the fireworks and when the park does close, because the park closed at 11 instead of 10, which is which was nice because um, the fireworks were at 10. Um, but yeah, you know, typical. I think it was better than last year's and the year year before um, with their fireworks. I, I, I heard some people saying that the grand finale was kind of kind of weak. But I mean, with everything that's going on in the world and everything that's like three or four times the price of what it used to be. I think it was great. Like, I think, you know, it was a 16 minute show. If you want to see the show, we did record it. It is on um, CP rundowns, Facebook. You can watch it in high def. And we got a, we got an area. We were going to ride a certain ride. And unfortunately it went down because the wind was blowing at the ride. And so we were going to, uh, try to find another spot along the beach and unfortunately we're, we weren't able to find something so we went over by ocean motion and found a little spot over next to the wall where there wasn't um a speaker over there so we didn't hear the the um the music that they normally do for the show uh, but i mean all all in a sense like it was a great i thought it was a great show everyone seemed to have a good time that we were around and yeah you know yeah, my only like disappointment, you know, obviously I wasn't there, but growing up, you know, my family, we would go and the years that we didn't have a camper, we would get a cottage or a cabin and the years that we had a camper, we would we would tow the camper up. It always seemed like no matter what day the 4th was, they always did fireworks multiple days. Um, so a little disappointing to see that they weren't doing that this year, but I mean, if you said that they were more impressive than years past, then maybe that's the recipe for a good 4th of July fireworks show at Cedar point is only running one. I think, I, I don't know. Like, I think it was okay. I also think that they probably planned for it not to be as crowded because I know 4th of July was what on a, what, what was it day? What it was, was on a Monday, Monday this year. 
So it's kind of the beginning of the week, and I think that a lot of people might have been, you know, either the second or the third. Yeah. And then and then mm-hmm. maybe called it called it their weekend, or you know, I've heard. Um, I haven't been to the park the past few days, but I have heard that attendance and it has been very busy since it has July fifth. So I've been seeing pictures. It's been very busy. Like so maybe, almost full maybe queue from are waiting until after the fourth of July and then doing something like that. Yeah, so. tra- traditionally growing up, the days surrounding because we would stay the full week. Like we would check out, we would go on the first and we'd check out on like the sixth. And traditionally growing up the days surrounding the fourth would be busy, but the fourth itself would not ever be that bad. And I don't know if that's just because people already have family traditions that doesn't include going to an amusement park or if everybody just thinks it's not going to be worth it. Um, but the one thing that every year always happens is the traffic on the way out of the park. Was that an issue this year? Yeah. So no, actually I don't think that they handled the traffic really well. Um, I do have to say to the guests that almost hit one of the traffic controllers oh, um, when the um, ambulance is coming through, uh, make sure you yield to the ambulance. Just going to say, Oh, pe- um, people drive crazy in that lot all the time. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. But other than that, no, I mean, they had a really good grasp on, you know, they, they were emptying. I, I saw traffic moving, com- you know, continuously. Um, I didn't see really any stopped cars. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of like there's a lot of cars to leave. Oh yeah, and they're all leaving time. at once. So I mean, I sat in the parking lot for maybe like 20 minutes, but I know Evan left a lot earlier because he had to work the next morning. So he left and got out, and he was out, and he was. I think he was. Uh, he said that he was over at the highway probably within like 15 minutes of leaving the parking lot or so. So it wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad at all. That's really good. Um, when my grandma was still alive, my my uncle and my grandma would come up every year and come to our campsite, and you know we'd go out to the beach and watch the fireworks and all that stuff. But my uncle always had to work the next day on the fifth, so he would leave. And they used to do this thing where they would empty out the front lot first, and then empty out the back lot. And he said one year he didn't turn off of the causeway on the first street till like two thirty in the morning. Oh, and, I've had those days for sure where yeah. you're like, oh, when you go out there and you see there's cars literally just everywhere and not moving. And you're like, well, I'm just going to go sit down on a bench or I'm just going to go walk around by the beach or something and try to, you know, make make use of your time or hang out yeah. with some friends until, you know, you see you see movement. Sometimes a little pro tip. um, Sometimes if you go on Cedar Point's website and check out their webcams, you can kind of get a, a grasp of how bad traffic is, depending on where the webcams are um, currently located, where Tony has them pointed at. So this yeah, is a pro tip. Normally that, that shows a pretty good view because you used to be able to always see the front lot, not necessarily the back, but um, that is a good pro tip. Um, yeah. Segwaying a little bit here, I was at – so my family – did our yearly trip to Kings Island this year, largely due to the fact that Cedar Point was only doing fireworks one night and Kings Island was running fun fireworks and 50 every night. So we checked into uh, Camp Cedar, the new campgrounds, on Saturday. And we stayed Saturday night, Sunday night. And then my parents left Monday morning. They didn't go into the park. Um, But I had another leg of the adventure that I was on, so I went back in. And I was at Kings Island on the 4th of July from opening, maybe even a little before opening, to probably like 3.30 in the afternoon. And it never got busy. Everything was a station wait. Wow. I mean, it was – I have you know, you would think on such a major holiday it would be so much busier, especially in the Cincinnati area with, with how busy Kings Island gets. It was yeah. really bizarre almost just to not see that many people there. But then again, I did leave at three, so maybe the crowds just came in later in the day. It's interesting because it, you know, it could be the gas prices. I know gas price, you know, they're like five dollars a gallon. It could be. It could be something like that. Or I do find a lot of people, and kind of including myself, when it's like ninety degrees outside or so, ah, I really don't. Yeah. Go to the park because it's just hot. It was very hot this weekend. Um, Saturday was in the 90s sunday wasn't much cooler and And when it's in the 90s 
you've also got to think that it's not just like you know 90 degree heat it's 90 degrees plus like the dew point of like 80 degrees meaning the humidity is like insane when you like walk into one oven and put your head inside of it that's pretty much exactly how it feels throughout the whole entire day yeah um i did notice on saturday because uh my family stayed until fun fireworks and 50 that about 7 seven thirty, um a lot a lot a lot of people were riding the train over and getting off so it definitely did pick up towards the end of the night well that's good to hear though no, it I, it was it was a very good thing to see the park being busy. You know, obviously, it's always it's never something you hope for when you go to the park. You know, you always hope that there's gonna be nobody there and I can ride everything right. I want. But it, it is good to see, especially after the last couple years have been pretty shaky due to the whole situation that we've been in. It's good to see tourism and especially local tourism bouncing back like that. So it Absolutely. it it was a good sight to see. Um, I agree. So, yeah, and then uh, Sunday, July 3rd, all three of us met up at King's Island in the evening. Yeah, so so real quick, so you said you were at Camp Cedar. So how was it? How did, how did you like it? I actually really liked it. So this was my second time staying at Camp Cedar. Um, I stayed there opening weekend this year, but obviously I, I drove in. You know, I was still in school at the time, so I had classes and work all day Friday, I drove down Friday, checked in. Um, Dean and I, went, I was over with Dean, Abby, and our friend Keith. And Dean and Abby and Keith had taken the day off and drove down and already checked in and went to Passholder Night. So by the time I got there, you know, all I had to do was walk in and set my bags down. Um, but we stayed in the um, Hickory Cabin, which is one that sleeps up to eight people. Um, and it was nice. This time we stayed in the Aspen Cabin, which also sleeps up to eight people. It has a uh, queen bedroom suite, a loft with one queen size mattress, full bathroom and shower, um, a recessed uh, bunk bed. So like, Hmm. you know, two people can sleep there. The bunk beds are twin size, but still they're bunk beds. And then a sleeper sofa and a full kitchen. Um, So it's like uh, almost like Lighthouse Point, but it seems like a little bit bigger. It it is almost like Lighthouse Point. It's bigger and it seems a little more modern. Um, the cabins or cottages, whatever you want to call them at lighthouse point are like cabins and cottages. These are almost like those tiny homes. If you've ever seen one of those. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. These, these give off much more of a tiny home vibe. Um, but obviously what I was getting at with that whole story is when I went in April, I was there for such a short amount of time that I didn't get to do anything. And, you know, obviously the, um, you know, the pool and all that stuff wasn't open. There weren't a lot of people out doing stuff. You know, I literally checked in, we had a fire, went to bed, woke up, went to the park, went home. Um, so this time, being able to stay there for uh, two nights, three days, uh, really let me kind of explore. And it, it is a really, really nice campground. I mean, it's, I, I will say, right now, it is a little bare just because it's new and the trees haven't grown in. So a lot of those campsites are just out in the sun, just baking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it is such a nice campground. The pool area, by the way, there's two pool areas. There's one, the main one, that has, like, waterfalls and a little wow. spray area and basketball hoops. And then there's a 21 up and over bar or 21 up and over pool that is connected to a bar um, closer to the Grand Lodge, I think they call it. Okay. Um, so That's I did. Pretty cool. Yeah, and then they have a bunch of like old rail like box shipping containers converted into like food trucks, and one's a bar. Um, wow. I we didn't eat there because we brought our own food since we had a kitchen, so we cooked inside the cottage. Um, but I did go to the bar, and I had a uh, strawberry daiquiri, frozen strawberry daiquiri. It was only like oh, there you, there it was you. only like seven ninety nine. Oh, wow. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And, and the draft beers were like, you know, like five fifty a draft. Like the prices were really, really reasonable. Um, there were a lot of activities. There, what I thought was interesting too, there's a lot of activities directors that just work at Camp Cedar. Like they don't work mm-hmm. at Kings Island. They just work at Camp Cedar. Um, well, that's so, cool. So that's cool too because there's always something yeah. going on for the kids. Yeah. Um, in case you're, you know, you do a little bit of, you know, Kings Island and then you just want to go home and 
or go go back go back there and chill a little bit but then the kids want to do something so there's something for kind of like everyone to do and then you yeah. know, go back to the park in the evening and stuff so. and, and that's actually what we did um we went to the park sunday morning and we went in did everything until about two and then came back cooked lunch went to the pool went on a little walk um it is a really 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 nice campground and it's it's right off uh 71 but it's kind of tucked away enough that you don't hear any highway noise, but you can see the that's highway. Good. That's good. I, yeah. I, that's one of the things that bothers me is I stay at one of these campgrounds before and it's literally right next to the highway. And all you hear were just the semi trucks just driving by. Yeah. At night. From here, you can see the highway, but you can't hear it at least in, in the cabin I was in. You couldn't hear it. Um, oh, in the time before too, I didn't hear anything either. Um, hmm. They also have a free shuttle that will take you from the campground to Camp Cedar, or I'm oh, sorry, from the campground pretty... to Kings Island, if that's yeah. something you're interested in. Yeah, that's nice. It's that's not. Really cool. It's not a big shuttle. It only it only seats like 25 people, but it's also handicap accessible. So if you have someone in your party that is in a wheelchair or a mobility scooter, they can accommodate that. Especially if you don't want to park far away, you know, and and you because you know it's going to be a busy day at Kings Island. You know, you could literally just be like, well, let's just go take the shuttle because then we don't have to worry about trying to find a parking spot. That is correct. But I will say um, the shuttle drops you off at that drop off by the big Kings Island sign at the end of the lot. So you still have to walk through the parking lot. Okay. But it, it at least alleviates the pain point of having to find a spot and waiting in traffic and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. all all good reviews for me. This was the second time I've stayed here, and I love it. it. It's a really nice campground. I'm almost to the point where they're also the cabins are not insanely overpriced. Obviously, we did pay um, you know holiday rates because it was a national holiday. But when we went in April, it was only a hundred and like fifty two dollars a night. That's not bad. So I'm That's almost I'm almost to the point at camp cedar where if i'm going down to king's island and i want to stay the night and i have a group of three or four i I might just get a cabin why not because then you could split it four ways and it's a little cheaper and it's bigger than a hotel room and yeah yeah for sure oh, plus you said it's like a full kitchen full kit everything so it is we, we we cooked three meals in there i mean it's and they they give you all the utensils and everything oh that's awesome that's good all you gotta do is bring your own food each of the um cabin sites come with a a little uh, grill, a little charcoal grill, fire pit, picnic table. So if it isn't blisteringly hot, you could sit outside and, you know, have a fire, eat around the table. Um, yeah, I, I slept up in the loft, so I couldn't really stand up straight, but <laughs> it was a really comfortable bed. Sounds like we could talk about this for forever. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, like I said, I went back in the middle of the day Sunday and took a nap, and then I woke up and... And you guys were almost to the park, so I yeah. got, got myself around and came back in. And then we got to uh, we got to show Evan Kings Island's awesome 50th anniversary show that we did, which he thought was amazing. I won't I won't give him I won't give the review that he gave, but he thought it was really good. Um, I'm sure he once he gets back from Poland, if he still remembers it, yeah, uh, he'll he'll talk a little bit about it. But I mean, I I, I saw the show before. And then obviously, you know, I sh I saw the show, you know, on on the third, and uh, the that plaza, the whole entire that main plaza where, you know, in the very very front where they've got the Kings Island sign and you yep. can take pictures and stuff and everything. That thing was packed. It was. Whoa, that thing was so packed. It was. It was I I don't think I've ever seen that many people sit down and, and watch a show. Now I've never been to Kings Island Fourth of July fireworks, so maybe that's kind of the norm. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but yeah. So it I was, it was a great show. It was almost uncomfortably crowded. I mean, we we walked up what probably 15 minutes before showtime. Yeah. And and granted, we found a spot pretty easily, but it wasn't a prime spot, and there no, were a lot of people around kinda, us. I was gonna say there were so many people that you could barely hear the audio from the show. Now the audio from the show is loud enough. I know that, but maybe next year they can put some speakers above like international restaurant and have them shoot down or something. Yeah. I was going to say that that is one thing they could benefit from a lot is when you do have a situation like that. And granted the 4th of July is probably the only time that you're going to have a situation like that, but yeah. just making it a little bit louder. Cause you know, it, yeah. it, it was his first time and it was, it was probably a lot of other people's first time too. And that, that might've been a, a, a situation that drew back of their experience 
you know, not being able to hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be real quiet and just try to be like, okay, don't, and okay, everybody. Sh- sh- but no, that's trying to listen. <laughs> that show never disappoints. We got no, some, we got some no. good rides in. Yeah. We got to see the drones get kind of get set up over there when we were riding the beast and exiting. We got to see the, them turn on the drones and yeah. And that little staging area. Now, every yeah. time I see one of the Cedar fair or Cedar point or Cedar fair lockers that blink green and red at night, I always think <laughs> of the drones. That's so. all you can think of. That's all I think of. Um, before we jump off of fun fireworks and 50, I did the VIP dessert fireworks viewing party oh, from yeah, the international right. restaurant. How was that? It was so cool. So they let you in at nine 30 and the show starts at 10. Um, so a little backstory is why we did this too. Um, my brother is in a wheelchair. He is not able to walk. So in situations like that, it's easier to just, know we're going to have a spot taken care of, you know, go in, sit down. It, it, it really be- benefited our situation. It might not be for everybody, yeah. but for us, it worked out very, very well. Um, we went up there. They came out and asked us uh, what dessert we wanted. So they had two options. They had like a cookie, cake, ice cream sundae. And by the way, these ice cream sundaes were massive. <laughs> like, like, so each of them had at least five scoops of ice cream. So my kind of style, your kind of style. So I'm going to try to recall this from memory here. I might not get it completely right, but you'll at least get the idea. Um, the first, there were two options. The first option was like a cookie sundae. So it was this big giant oversized cookie. And then on top, there were like four or five scoops of ice cream, sprinkles, chocolate sauce, a big golden chocolate medallion. And then a full ice cream bar. Like if we've ever, you know, at Coaster Stock, they serve those novelty ice cream bars. Oh, I know that well. You know that well. Placed on top. Um, and then oh. the and then the other option they had was a like strawberry cheesecake. So it was it was strawberry ice cream, um, two full slices of cheesecake, and then that um, little chocolate medallion that had the KI fifty logo engraved in it, and uh, whipped cream. And strawberries. That was the one I got because I really like strawberry. Um, and it also has a strawberry ice cream bar placed on top. I don't know if I said that. Uh, now you did. Yeah, now I did. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, th- that that party, that was a $50 a person ticket on top of your admission. And, my God, they gave you $50 worth of ice cream. It, oh, <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, um, I, I can't imagine. I yeah, love ice cream. So. Yeah, so you go up and scan your ticket. I don't know if you've ever been up there like when they did the buffets or anything. Um, yes. But right underneath the gate, you know, you go up that little stairway. We took the elevator up, but then you go in and scan your tickets and they, they let you pick any table you want. Um, it's based on party size. So they basically said, okay, anything in the front, we, we were a party of four. They said anything in the front row is for a party of four. Pick whatever table you want. So we did. And you get to your table and there is about... Well, I don't know. I don't know why I said about there's um, glasses for each person. And then you can go up and get um, soda, soft drinks. Uh, there is no alcohol served and there is no option to buy alcohol. So just an FYI, if you're doing that, it's only soft drinks. Now, is this a collector glass or is this just a, it just was, a, it was a not, it was just a, a clear glass um, okay. and you didn't get to keep it or anything. They, they took it back. But that would have been cool if they had like you know a collector's cup or something for you know 50th anniversary kind of. No, thing. yeah, that would have been cool, but that's not what they did this time. They uh, okay. they just let you go up and, and get soda or water or whatever, and then a waiter comes over, reads you your two options. You pick whatever one you want. They bring it out to you, eat, and then um, right when the show starts, they turn off all of the lights in the restaurant. Wow. And then they pump in the show audio. Okay. And let me tell you, that is a prime spot to watch that show from. Oh, yeah. Especially so you can see the drones. You can see the fireworks. You can see everything over there. Yeah. And actually, you know, I previously to that point, I had seen the show twice. And something I never actually realized is the International Fountain. The lights in there are synchronized. I had never seen that because you can't really see that from the ground. Yeah. You, you got to, like, really pay attention to, like, your whole entire surroundings because really the show is almost – almost 360 degrees like you just got to keep looking around like left and right and not behind you but obviously unless where you're standing but left and right and obviously in front of you and you just see you know the buildings light up different colors and then the tower the eiffel tower changes you know it has like 
changes colors and has lasers on it and all, and there's all this the fire water and yeah. all, the fire water is like a giant stream of fire that shoots up and does all kind of tricks with um a big flame and everything so which, which is really cool um but yeah like you can you can just see that there's fireworks also like from on the sides like on the side of the buildings and things like that like it's really really immersive it's really fun yeah that was my parents first time seeing the show and, and my brothers and, and they all loved it they thought it was really cool we grew up um or I shouldn't say we grew up, but my family, when I was growing up, went to Disney a lot. It reminded all of us of a Disney-level show, which That's is good. a very, very good compliment for a regional entertainment park. That's good. But yeah, so eat your ice cream and watch a show, and then that's kind of pretty much it. I mean, I'm I sure. I think after I was done with my ice cream dessert, since I love ice cream so much, I probably would have went over to the to the Coke machine and got like a root beer and then put some ice cream in the bottom of that <laughs> and had like a root beer float or something <laughs> yeah it was unlimited soda all that stuff i oh, didn't i nice. didn't finish my dessert neither didn't anybody in my party um so i don't know if you know they would have brought you more or whatever but you you don't really have time to eat more because you know you don't get up there until 9 30 and then the show starts at 10 and then they're kind of done at that point um makes sense but yeah the show was over and they didn't really kick us out they just kind of let us sit up there for a little bit we gathered up our stuff and and that was the end of that experience but that was that was so worth the money, especially if you've never seen this show before. Yeah, I mean, sit up there and the, and and it was really hot that day too. Sit up in the AC, have some ice cream, see the awesome show. Uh, you can't go wrong with ice cream. You can't get that wrong. I know yeah. that. It, it was it was such a cool experience that, you know, in in all honesty, it was probably pretty easy for them to put on because they have that venue up there. Yeah. And you know, I almost don't want to use wanna, the space. I almost don't want to say this, but they could have charged way more than fifty dollars. <laughs> and I like, no, I don't know if people would pay more than that for for just ice cream. I don't know if people would pay more than that either. But I'm telling you that, I mean, that vantage point to see the show was worth the price of admission alone. If you would have told me all you get to do is go sit up there, and it's fifty dollars, I would be fine. I would be fine paying. I would, I would that. pay that. I would pay that. Yeah. So like, I think yeah. if you could incorporate like, you know. This this particular show won't come back because it's the 50th anniversary, but right. I'm sure something similar will. I mean, if you could incorporate like a meal and dessert, or you know, right? Maybe just like a, a instead I think, of. I think what you're saying is they're just starting to tap into what they could possibly use that for the future. Yes, and the people next to us asked, "What what is this place?" And they said, "Oh well, it's a restaurant that we use during Winterfest and for special events." And they were like, "Wow, I didn't even know this was up here." Yeah, yeah. That's really nice up there, too, for Winterfest. You can look down, and yeah. especially if it's snowing, you can see, you know, all the lights, and it looks really, really pretty. And, you know, plus there's a buffet up there that is really good. So yeah. So if that comes back again, I will I will definitely be doing that. Um, But also, <clears throat> just as a whole, you know, I'm not really a big show guy. You know, I, I'll sit down and watch a show, but I, I almost never, like, enjoy it because it's just they've never been that good, you know? Yeah. But I, I have to give it to Kings Island, a big round of applause. I saw four different shows, and they were all spectacular. Um, I could agree, yeah. We saw their Off the Rails, the all-wheel stunt show, um, Club KI, which is the little song and dance party at the end of I Street, um, Phantom Theater, which I loved. I saw three times. Wow. Like, you just heard me say, I don't I don't watch theme park shows. I watched that show three times. It was, it was good. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. And obviously, Fun Fireworks 50, but whatever that park is doing in terms of live entertainment, keep doing it. Cause it's, yeah. they're definitely stepping up their game with obviously with the food, but now it looks like they're stepping up their game um, with shows. Obviously rides are, you know, they've, they've been stepping that up for, yeah. for a while. So it's good. To, it's good to see. I know we always joke about this, but it's becoming the perfect park. Yeah. You know, I'll have to start, start uh one of the KI rundown. <laughs> yeah. KI rundown. <laughs> <clears throat> that's too funny i love it so yeah so you went to uh after after king's island you went to uh to a to a little tiny park huh you got to go to the the little park that's only open like what like two or three times a year or so so yeah i went to stricker's grove and i looked on their website and it was four times a year um labor day july 4th some other random time in july and then while the county fair is going on because i guess that's in close proximity um, but 
you know, this has always been a park that's kind of been on my radar. Not really, you know, more of a joke, but um, I had to drive to Holiday World because if you remember me talking last week that, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to go or not. Well, we ended up going and I was sitting to myself thinking, oh my God, it's the 4th of July. That park's open today. Um, so I looked it up. It was a 30 minute drive from Kings Island, free to get into. So I got there, paid $5 to park, walked in, bought um, five tickets. So they have a lot of interesting flat rides, mostly like fair model ride, like the portable models that have just been made permanent. Um, but they have two roller coasters. They're both wooden coasters. One is called the tornado and the other is called the teddy bear. Um, they're both wooden coasters with with buzz bars. Tornado is actually a pretty solid little ride. So what, um, to our listeners that are listening, what are buzz bars? Oh, buzz bars are those uh, old school restraints in wooden coasters where the restraint only comes down to one position. Okay. Yeah, so instead of individual ratcheting, both people that are sitting in the seat just have one position. And it's not like it touches your body and that's as far down as it goes. It just has one locked position, usually wow. usually just horizontal to the car. And while they say buzz, they, it sounds like a buzz when they release them, and that's why they call it buzz bars. Yeah, when they... You know, when they um, engage and disengage the restraints, there's a little buzzer that sounds. And that's that's how they got the name Buzz Bars. Nice. Um, if, if any of our listeners have been to Kennywood, same kind of restraints that are used on uh, Jackrabbit and Thunderbolt and uh, Racer. They're wooden coasters. I don't think Jackrabbit has Buzz Bars anymore. Oh, wait. No, Jackrabbit doesn't have any restraints. Yeah. So right, just, so it's just got that little... Yeah. Little thing. Yeah, good catch. Thunderbolt, <laughs> Thunderbolt, like and Thunderbolt uh, racer. Unless, unless they got rid of them since Thunderbolt got re redone. I don't know. I I can't imagine they did. That's too Probably aggressive not. of a coaster, and they didn't redo those trains. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Stricker's Grove was was actually pretty good. You know, I walked in, I I got my two rides. I was only in there for about twenty five minutes, honestly. Um, it's a nice little. I've been there. I I've not actually rode the coasters there i was there for an off-season event okay um i got to see everything we got to take pictures inside the coasters and and it looked like a nice little tiny like very family oriented park you know yeah i will say you know we just talked about how king's island and cedar point weren't that busy for the fourth of july Mm -hmm. stricker's grove was busy that's good to see though it it was it was really good to see um yeah went in got two new credits had some fun and then I went to Jungle Gyms actually before I started my drive to uh, Santa Claus, Indiana. Which, if you guys have never heard of Jungle Gyms and you guys like grocery stores and big grocery stores, check it out. It's like one of the world's, I think, largest grocery store. There's so many different props and different things in there, like a massive thing of cheese I saw in there, and there's like a Campbell Soup guy that like rides on a on a swing set it's really cool they have like a elvis presley um animatronic that sings every little bit yeah yeah there's also like if a good a good selection of different kinds of craft beers and different beers from different oh it countries it is one of the best collections of beer in general that i have seen in in a grocery store it is incredible yes yeah i you can there's beef jerky there's different foods there's all kinds of fun stuff, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, and if you're listening to this show, you obviously can at least tolerate podcasts. They have their own podcast that they record right there at the Fairfield location. Oh, I did not. I didn't know that. They do. They have a studio right okay. there and everything. Um, so they have two locations, one in Fairfield, cool. and then I don't actually know where the other one is, but um, the Fairfield. The, yeah, the Fairfield one is the flagship store. A grocery store podcast. That's interesting. Hmm. Definitely have to look that up. Yeah, I believe it's called. You know, I I don't know, but they do have a podcast. Um, WJJI, the Jungle Gyms podcast. Okay. Well, a little plug for them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, super cool store if you've never been. Also pretty local to Kings Island, only about 25, 30 minutes away. So, yeah, so you got to, uh, after that, after Jungle Gyms, you got to go to Holiday World. Yeah, I got to go to Holiday World. You know, it was one of those parks that you always hear about, but 
you know, for the whatever reason, I was never able to make it. Um, well, I made it. And it, uh, let me tell you, I don't know what I was expecting, but that is a nice little park. So wait, this was your very, very first one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a tiny, it's a tiny park, but it's nice. Yeah. It was so clean and, you know, well kept up. And and let me, let me say too, that they really take care of their wooden coasters. Yes. Yes. They really do. Um, the free soft drinks was a nice touch. Yes. Free soft drinks, free sunscreen. Free parking. Free parking. Yeah. And I think there's also free Wi-Fi. I think there was. Yeah. I think um, everywhere has free Wi-Fi now, but yeah, that's cool the, that they have. That's at not least a, it's nice that, you know, people that burn, it's nice that they have the free, free sunscreen as well. Cause yeah. you know, now I, I will say this was probably the hottest park day I have ever had anywhere. The real feel was over 110 degrees. Wow. Uh, it was very, very, very hot and sweaty. But we started off at Rope Drop, and we went to Thunderbird, the launched B&M wing coaster. Uh, similar to Gatekeeper at Cedar Point, but launched. That was, a, that was a solid ride. That one's a fun one. That's their only steel coaster there, too. It is. Um, it was kind of... Well, it, wait, isn't the uh, Kitty Coaster steel, or am I thinking wrong? It might be. I think it I is. I could be wrong. Anyway. I think... I mean, like, major throw But I, I know what you meant. Um, a <laughs> little inconvenient how it's just tucked in its own corner of the park with nothing else back there, but oh well. Um, but yeah, it was it was a solid ride, and then we did uh, the Legend, which was was really good. That was Dean's favorite coaster, by the way. Was the Legend? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it got some. I know I listened. They have a podcast too, and I listened. Um, in the off season, they were talking about they were doing. I think like, I think two. Or three thousand feet. I, I could be super wrong, but I thought they were doing like two or three thousand feet of track overhaul um on that to reprofile it and make it better. So it's definitely a great, uh, definitely a great one. It was very noticeable. It was running really well. I I don't. Dean is not the biggest wooden coaster fan, so I don't know if he actually liked the coaster or just the fact that they uh, ring that bell every time oh, they dispatch. Oh, I love that bell as soon as that that train dispatches. It's just a little nice touch, but they ring a. It's almost like a church bell on the top of the station house. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I think he liked that. And then <laughs> we went over and did Raven. And uh, while we were waiting for Raven, they were practicing for the dive show, so we got to see some of that. Nice, yeah. That I, I've seen the dive show a few times. It's good. It's, it's like a dive show, you know. And then uh, the main event, at least for me, was Voyage, or The Voyage. Oh, God, that is such a good ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a it's such a great ride, especially if you're able to go to um, Hollywood Nights. Yeah, they're they're like quote unquote coaster mania. It's normally during coaster mania, um, the weekend of, but they do like a Friday and Saturday thing for you know uh, Hollywood Nights. But the they turn off the trims on Voyage, and you get to ride it at night, which is pitch dark, and it is fun. But I, I let can me, let me uh, what did you, what did you think? I really liked it. I cannot imagine that thing trimless. I think it would kill me. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's so good. It's it as as Evan's girlfriend would say, it's bliss. Pure bliss. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I know our listeners don't. I prefer wooden coasters over steel. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. It was so intense, a ton of airtime, and it ran so smooth. And that was actually my 300th coaster credit. Oh, congrats. Thank you. I have to have like a little uh, little sound effect that you know, like yeah. a little audience cheering in the background and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I, I took the uh, typical coaster boy picture of my little sign in front of the ride. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm. I believe I'll be at 300 later on this summer. Hopefully, if everything goes. Do you have a uh, a ride in mind that you're gonna make 300? Not really. No. Not really. Not not yet. Anyway, I I probably still have at least I think. 20 ish coasters to go and okay. or no i'm sorry i think i have about 30 or yeah 30 coasters to go and because i'm at 269 right now which is funny um <laughs> but yeah so we'll see because i'm supposed to visit american dream um in new jersey 
the new that new um mall slash you know they got the water park and yeah. also amusement park there I've, i'm going to possibly visit six flags um great adventure and they probably i think they've got at least 15 coasters yeah they, they have like 15 so or 16 that's that'll be a good a, cleanup they've got a good haul and then we might um go to knobles okay since the flying turns i've never been to knobles i've heard it's really good um and the and the flying turns just open so we'll we'll see but congrats on the 300 though that's Thank awesome you. yeah it um and then after that you know it, after voyage did not open with the park and to holiday world's credit i don't know what was going on but there were six maintenance guys on the break run of the ride for like two hours in the blistering heat. And wow. for any other park, it would have been so easy to just send them home and close that ride for the day. But to their credit, whatever the issue was, they fixed it and they got it open. So awesome. all the credit in the world to Holiday World's maintenance team. Um, but after that, we had been out in the 110 degree weather for about three hours. So we decided it was time to do water rides. Yeah. So we did the uh, Raging Rapids. Okay. We, d- we did not do the flume partly because we didn't actually know where to get in line for it. Oh, and other part in other part, because uh, we wanted to actually go to splash and safari. Um, mm-hmm. And let me tell you, splash and safari is a nice water park too. It is. I, I, it's one of my favorite. I think my, one of my favorites, I mean, anyone who knows, obviously RIP wicked twister, They've yeah. got two water slides that use Wicked Twister's launch technology. Obviously, they're not giant magnets that are sticking out of everywhere, but the, the bottom of the slide and the bottom of the raft are like magnets, north and I don't know, like north and it's yeah. north and north or south and south or whatever it is, um, that push away from each other to create your acceleration. So my favorite one is Mammoth. It's like a giant circle disc kind of thing or whatever. And you go up and down all these hills and you get completely soaked. Yeah. And what's what's great about that, not really um, in the beginning of summer, but in right now was especially, is all their water is actually held down underground. And so it doesn't really see a whole lot of sunlight. So all mm. their water is always ice cold. So it's always nice and refreshing. Yeah, it was a super nice water park. Now, unfortunately, we did not get to do any of the water coasters. Um, we were not the smartest water park guests. So on that 110 degree day, neither of us had shoes. So we were just walking around getting the soles of our feet burnt to hell. Yeah. Um, so that put us in a little bit of a crabby mood. Yeah. Um, the first wave pool when you walk into the park that was closed all day. Um, but the, the other one was open the bigger of the two. Okay. Um, so we put our stuff down in that little kid, um, like splash playground area Mm -hmm. and, you know, put our swim trunks on and then went and cheetah chase, which is the one that we were going to do was down. Um, so we said, all right, well the water's turned off and they actually had a rope. And they threw it to the, there was one boat that was just shy of, of hitting the conveyor belt to come in. So they, they threw those passengers a rope and pulled them in. Um, oh, wow. So we didn't know what the issue was. Figured we'd be down for a little bit. We went over to the other wave pool. Other wave pool was also having some issues. I don't know what was going on, but we got in and the buzzer kicked on, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then the wave started and the waves were only going for about a minute and then a lifeguard blew his whistle and jumped into the water to rescue somebody. Oh no. Um, so the, yeah, the person was okay. Um, it was a really little kid. I think he was just more startled than anything. Um, got him out, made sure he was okay. Started the waves back up. Waves went for about two minutes, then turned off again. And then they were off for about a minute, turned back on for a couple minutes, turned back off again. Um, so it, it was that cycle of just running really, really short and then turning off and back on. Mm-hmm. Is that normal or? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think every time I've been in a wave pool or their wave pool, it's always been like the waves were on for maybe like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then yeah. you know, they'll go off for another 10 and then be on another 10. So yeah, Breakwater Bay at Cedar Point is, is 10 and 10. So I, I thought that was really weird. Um, That's interesting. Got out of there, did another lap around the park, just, you know, checking everything out. Went over to try to do um, Will the Beast. Mm-hmm. And that was down. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then obviously Mammoth is right next door. 
That probably had a huge line. Mammoth had a huge line, but we said, yeah. whatever, we're going to suck it up and do it. We get about five minutes in the line. Mammoth breaks down. Ah, uh, <laughs> so man, at that point, at that point, <laughs> we decided that the water park gods were not on our side that day and that it was time to pack our stuff and leave. <laughs> just a, just a quick note that during that hol- Hollywood night, they do have ear tea um at night your first night that uh for the event and stuff for the for their water coasters which is pretty nice yeah that's interesting um again a shining review to the holiday world maintenance team we were walking out and we looked and all three of the water coasters were running so they weren't they weren't extended downtimes but it was hot we were crabby and we wanted to leave yeah Um, i get it especially being out of the water you know you're trying to like go to a different slide and it's just breaking down and it's just hot yeah and not and not having shoes and just getting our feet burnt to hell that was not fun either um but like i said super nice water park super clean looked really fun some of the slides looked really cool Mm -hmm. um so i do have to say their old school mat slide you can see it and it's like i think it's like rainbow colored yeah that's kind of like I think holiday world's like theme is like a rainbow, but so if you do their mat slide, it's really fun. It's got a little pop at the top. So it goes down real far and then it's got a little pop and then you go down the rest of the way. The, the little pop of air that you get, you, you literally come off a slide. It's so much fun. That reminded me a lot of the one that's at Kalahari and Sandusky. If you know what that okay. one is. See, I, I've, I've rolled the one that Kalahari, and I never really got any air, but that one well, was just insane. Granted, I didn't ride the one at Holiday World, but it looked very similar to the one at um Yeah. Kalahari. Yeah, yeah. It's that's it's so much fun. Yeah, but, but from there we started making our way out. I wanted to get one of those uh made to throw posters of Voyage. So we went and did that. Dean bought a magnet. Um he got blue ice cream, said it was very good. Nice. Um, and then we started to head home but dean had not seen fun fireworks and 50 at king's island yet so we made a pit we made a pit stop at king's island to ride some rides get a meal and see the show um and he also really liked it and we'll have to have him on sometime because he is the live e guy you know he he worked in live e for how many years um he had a lot to say about the show so i think it would benefit us to bring him on and talk about that sometime absolutely yeah that's good that he liked the show i'm glad i'm glad i got to see it at least yeah, so moving closer to home, um, you know, last week we had that real long show primarily revolving about California's Great America. And we did that little segment where we tried to decide where the rides would go. And we said, you know, that, that Arrow Psycho Mouse, that would look really good over on the Cedar Point skyline, you know, like right, right, right by the beach. Yep. And then much to our surprise... The next day, we saw a permit that said that ride was going in the same place that we said it was going to go to. Um, then we were all, you know, kind of patting ourselves on the back. You know, God, we got that one right. We're so smart. <laughs> um, it does look like that permit was fake. Unfortunately, wah, wah, wah. Yep. it does look like it. If you look up all of like everything that's on that permit, it comes back to something that's being like some kind of mechanical thing is being done in Sandusky and it doesn't come back to Cedar Point. Yeah, it's uh JBT Corporation right on First Street about a quarter mile away from the causeway. They filed for some um it, it looks like electrical work almost. Um yeah, replace, I don't think it's anything. Yeah. Replacement of something called an RTU which I'm not even going to begin to act like I know what that is. But unfortunately it did seem that permit was fake, but I mean, I think our I think our original point still stands. That would be a really cool place for that coaster to end up should it be saved. I mean, who's to say that there won't... I mean, obviously, maybe we won't see a permit for it, but maybe that will be coming. Yeah, that'd be... That'll be you know, that'll be, uh, it'll be something, something definitely to watch. And another thing, uh, real quick, to definitely watch is uh, Tony Clark's... Uh, twitter if you don't follow him at tony clark cp yep is on on twitter and uh he just referenced that a new webcam is going to be installed webcam number three 
Um, and he talked a little bit about it and said that this is exactly what he said. Rando update, third webcam installed, working on optimization. Much cam, so view, launch soon. Now, people are kind of speculating today saying, oh, if you put all of that together, that spells, what is it? What does that spell? What does it spell? It spells what is it the the um linear and the linear linear induction, induction motor? motors I believe, and people are saying that that um people are saying that that's going to be happening to possibly Topthill Dragster. Now we don't know anything that's happening at Topthill Dragster. We don't really want to talk about what's going on Topthill Dragster. All that but, we can say for sure about Topthill Dragster is it will not open this year. Exactly. And everything other than that is just pure stands in the park. It just stands in the park. You know, nothing. All the signage is still up. Um, and yeah, until we hear official word from the park, everything is just all rumor. Yeah. But Tony Clark has been kind of talking a little bit about the ride per se. Like people are taking saying, Oh, Hey, it's really cool to like listen to the station music in my car. And he's like, Oh, cool. Rock on man. So it's a little boat of confidence because that is a headliner attraction that many people are missing. And unlike, you know, almost every other aspect of that park, he's mentioning it and they're not. Um, right. So it just makes people feel good. Yep. Yep. For sure. So that'll be, that'll be something to watch. Also something to watch is, you know, what's going on on the beast uh, on the beach, not the beast, but the, but the, <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the, be- the beach, um, you know, the construction is still moving forward you know, they're still pouring footers for whatever that is. Footers or concrete foundation. I don't know what it is. I know that they're the lake is like knocking right on its doorstep. I see that they're installing um, a bunch of like drainage stuff and everything because it looks like the lake has been coming through the fence a little and messing up their site. So I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll find out and see eventually. I'm I'm sure. So we're already already in July. Maybe next month we'll know something. Hopefully, maybe that's that does seem to line up with the typical Cedar Fair announcement season. You know, I mean, because they obviously the reason a lot of the parks announce their stuff in around August September time. I want you to buy a season pass for next year. What's your what what is your what is your driving force to have somebody buy a season pass for next year? Your new well, capital hello. expenditures. You're gonna you're gonna be building a new roller coaster. Or you're gonna be building a new whatever. Obviously, you want to have something like that and be like, hey, come ride the new, you know, whatever ride in 2023. And so that's going to make mom and dad or grandma and grandpa buy a season pass for, you know, for whoever wants to buy one. Or you can just buy one yourself like I do. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt. It sounds like they're all buying season passes because you know more about this than I do. But. You know, that little news story that broke this week about how uh, record revenue is up 20% uh, year over year or quarter over quarter, something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll jump into that real quick. So, yeah. So Cedar Fair, the, you know, the, the parent company of Cedar Point, they released um, some of their um, like second half uh, performance going on. And they said that through July 4th, they have made um 704 million dollars which is up 20 percent or 117 million dollars from the physical period ending monday july 8th of get this not 2020 not 2021 2019 they're up 20 percent over 2019 numbers that's before the pandemic this that is, is before the pandemic numbers. and and so they were saying you know that they that the um the season passes they've sold over three million season passes, um and also their in parks um spending is up, um I believe around like fifty nine dollars and fifty two cents, which is up another fifteen million dollars, um and then also out of park revenue, which is like hotels, uh-huh. um, things like that, is also up eighty eight million. So. They are, and they they said attendance is about where they're kind of expecting and 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 projecting it to be. It's it seemed like maybe attendance might have been just a smidge flat, 
Um, but obviously, if if the tenants is down, but in park spending is up like crazy, I think it's kind of a good offset to have. I think that's what Six Flags is trying to do. Yeah, and Cedarfair is doing that incredibly right now. So, and you have to think, you know, we spend how much time on this podcast talking about wow the food experience and the merchandise are just top notch nowadays. It seems like people are responding to that very well. You know, people don't want to go to an amusement park and buy, you know, pizza that tastes like cardboard and chicken tenders that are still frozen. But right. when you're offering steak and barbecue and hand breaded chicken tenders, people are going to spend money on that. And, you know, same thing as with the shirts, you know, how many people are going to go out and buy a Millennium Force t-shirt that all it has on it is a super weird rendering and stats, you yeah. know. But when you, you have a nice shirt that has a subtle Cedar Point logo on it or something, people are going to spend money on that premium. And I, I think that is what the park is seeing. And I'm, I'm very happy for that. Well, that and also plus they, like we were just at Kings Island and we weren't going to buy anything. And then we saw those awesome pins. Yeah. And we were like, oh, and then it said the 50th anniversary on the pins. And then the pins, you know, talked a little bit about, you know, whatever ride or whatever was going on and stuff. And what did we end up buying? We ended up buying $40 worth of pins. All three of us. Yep. Everybody. Yep. So, I mean, and also they were saying that, that, um, uh, they were, they were also saying that, um, that like, um, like the all season, like add ons, those are up as well. Like, I guess those actually, the in, like the in park, like the all season dining, the all season beverage, those are up, um, those have been increased to $26 million or 55 and uh, um, like 55%. And then um, their um, reservations. Cause I, I heard a lot of people saying, you know, it's a little more expensive staying at Cedar point. Like why, why it do is. I want to spend that? Why do I want to spend that extra money? Well, people are actually spending it because the um, resorts are actually um, well, they, they, in their words, it says they're, paced well ahead of their 2019 levels in in part for reservations and people staying so it's it's definitely good so it's well it's exciting and then times. you have places like king's island you know that are putting in these these campgrounds and other options for people to stay at yep you know that that yep. helps too um one thing i thought was really funny going back to the all season add-ons I, I do not have a meal plan but i do have the drink plan for the season pass the paper cup option $34 a year, free unlimited soft drinks every 15 minutes. Get it in the paper cup, throw it away. Um, I, you know, I spent four days at Kings Island this weekend, and I thought it was really funny that the workers at these Coke stands and drink stands are almost trained to <laughs> just expect that you're going to have your art, your drink is already going to be paid for to the point where you walk up and you don't say anything to them and they just scan your pass, hand you a drink, or scan your wristband. And when people go up and ask to just buy a soft drink, you know, the $4 cup, they're a little thrown off. Like, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. They're like, oh, wow, you want to you buy something? You don't You don't have it already paid for? What's going on? Right. Or, or vice versa, when you do have, like, you know, we obviously have the drink plans. Um, and no knock on the employee itself, but the obnoxious of saying, Hey, would you like to upgrade to a souvenir cup? No, yeah. I don't want to upgrade to a souvenir cup. I chose the drink cup option, obviously, because I don't want to carry that cup around with me because I don't want to buy a locker or I don't want to put it in the ride bin and, and possibly either have it get lost or switch with somebody else's, or I just want to carry it around. So it's like, I wish there was to be an option possibly maybe in the future, they can come up with something, yeah. but saying, Hey, I bought the me the, or the, I bought the drink cup for a reason because I don't want to have, yeah. I said no to the actual physical cup, the plastic cup that you can get. So that is really annoying, but I'm, I'm very glad that you did not, you, you made a point to say how it was not the employee's fault. Right. Because it's, it is not their fault. They're just they're That's what they were told. Yeah. So don't take yeah. your frustrations out on the frontline uh, employees. That's not right. No, just uh, email the park. If you have an issue, you know, yeah. Don't yeah. don't go to social media. Don't do that. Don't go to social media. Don't try to, you know, get your five, 15 seconds of fame. Email the park the, or or tweet the park or something. They'll they'll make it right. Obviously that maybe not, but like if some if you have like, you know, if your chicken fingers or something or food was cold, 
don't go and be like, oh, you know, my day was horrible and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You yeah. know the park. They'll make it right. Voice your concerns in a respectful manner and you'll get something out of it. They'll make it right. Yeah. And then you'll save someone else from having that same experience. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I know we promised to have a shorter show this week and we're we're winding down to the end of it. Um, and, you know, you kind of talked about how you had some trips planned. Um, is that all you have planned? Do you have anything? You going anywhere fun? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'll be going to Cedar Point, obviously. Um, but other than that, I'll just be kind of working, slaving away. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat right now. Um, I just had my last visit to Kings Island, at least at least until Winterfest, but more realistically, probably until about Coaster Stock next year. Um, and that was always sad. You know, Kings Island was my second home park for yeah. as long as I've lived here. A little sad to leave that behind, and I'll be doing it to Cedar Point here coming up. That'll um, be that'll be really that'll hit the feels really hard. That'll hit the feels. We'll have to have <laughs> we'll have to have one last hurrah up there with everybody before it happens. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. We'll we'll post it on uh, we'll post it on Rundown, and you guys yeah. can come catch a ride with us or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so it's time to end another episode. Carson, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, just uh, that we missed uh, Evan. You know, he's somewhere up in the sky, flying around somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, possibly next week or following weeks, we might have some guest hosts with, with us. You never know. Yeah, we have a couple people in the Rolodex we can call up. And uh, we'll be sure to do one of these live again next week. But it was just a real last-minute recording this week. But thank you for listening. We'll see you on the Midway. And be kind to your ride operators. Good night, folks. Bye, guys.